Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, the Masters Class. And we got one hell of an episode for you today. Again, let's introduce our Masters of the Ring. Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray, Mark Henry. Gentlemen, how are you today? Good afternoon or morning. Awesome. Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, hello, Hi. Bully. How are you? Hello. Is this um, thing on? You know, sometimes uh, a bad habit on radio will be talking at the same time. Interesting, because we're going to be talking about bad habits when it comes to the world of pro wrestling. And there's probably things going on in our world of pro wrestling where our masters of the ring can change if had the opportunity. So, Mark, I know that this is something that's near and dear to your heart. Because I feel like you've been watching wrestling a little bit and getting kind of frustrated. So what are some of the bad habits you would change in the world of pro wrestling? Well, Dave, for, first off, this this is not as a sign of res- disrespect to pro wrestling. What we're going to talk about today is designed for the, the wrestlers that listen to the show to get better and to not do the mundane or just do what we see on TV. Guys, stop copying everybody. Stop doing what you see, because I'm seeing the same thing on every show. And, and, and it's, I don't have to mention all the names of the shows. There's like 15 of them. Wrestling is strong. It's the strongest it's ever been. And I know the fans are listening, and I'm, I'm not talking to the fans. I, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to, make the fans list, list, that's listening to this program go, wow, I mean, that's, that's kind of like behind the curtain too much. You know what, guys, I'm never going to say this other than today. If you feel like this is exposing too much to you, don't listen. This is for the wrestlers. I want you to fix your shit today. I watched 15 hours of wrestling counting last week and Monday and Tuesday. And yesterday, I screamed and cussed. Monday, I screamed and cussed. And I'm sure tonight, I'm going to scream and cuss. And the thing that pisses me off the most is everybody know that we work together. I'm sorry to have to say it like that. But we work together. But you don't have to look like you work together. Stop caressing the guy helping the guy or the girl up pull them up 
either by their hair, by their ears, by their bottom lip. I don't give a damn. Stop looking so tender when you grab some. That was for sexual chocolate to do, to be all. It, that was for, for, for James Ellsworth, somebody that was always trying to be nice. The, the whole point of wrestling is to put people in suspended belief. I need you to feel like I'm going to kill you. And I don't. I, so, Mark, just to jump in for a second, what, what you're talking about, and I'm just using this as an example, if a wrestler has their opponent in the corner and is now going to, you know, throw them into the opposite turnbuckle or throw them in the ropes, what you're saying is that most of the time it looks like they're actually helping that wrestler. Like, there's, it doesn't seem like there's a struggle. No, the there's wrestlers. no struggle, Dave. None. Zero. But, matter of fact, walk with me for a second. This guy sells up in the corner. The guy's in the middle of the ring. He walks over and he goes to shoot the guy in the corner. You know what I'm seeing most of the time? I'm seeing the guy put his hand up like this. Okay, here's my hand. No, you have to take it. If you grab my arm, I'm going to pull away and I'm going to try to hit you and they're going to block it. And then they're going to grab the arm and they're going to forcibly take that guy to the corner. Forcibly. That's 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 the point. You, you you brought that point up. How about the ropes? Let's talk about in the middle of the ropes. Guys on the ropes. They're shooting the guy off, and then they're dosy doing and grabbing the back of the guy's head and pushing him off. Try that shit in a fight. Try it. Try it. What you're gonna do is you're gonna push the dude, and his head is gonna go down, and he's not gonna go off. You have got to put your hands in the middle of their back. And you got to push off like you're trying to throw their ass to Albuquerque. And fall down to your knees or belly out all the way to your stomach. When they hit the turnbuckle, it looks like you forcibly have thrown this man or woman. We have got to get back to force and taking it and, 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 and otherwise... It's going to look like ballet. It, it looks like it looks like Dancing with the Stars. All right, so I, I hear what you're saying. It doesn't look like a fight in most matches that we're watching right now in 2022. It's it seems like both people are on the same page and they're coordinating with one another in order to go through a match. I mean, bully, are you seeing the same thing Mark is seeing right now? Complete. Uh, uh, there there is a small percentage of workers out there who can still do this the right way. Um, it, it's the, it's becoming the, the exception to the rule. They're in the minority. When this is done the right way, when the art form of pro wrestling is done the right way, it's a dance that's supposed to look like a fight. There is no, there's supposed to be a struggle. I'm not supposed to be, I'm not supposed to be able to get you in a hold or a move or a situation so easily. There should be resistance. We don't see enough of that. It's too much of choreographed high spots to elicit the same response from the fans. You're just trying to pop the audience. Yay. Woo. Wow. Oh, gee. E. Ah. Oh. It's the same shit over and over again is what Mark is talking about. If you go back and you watch any of the, the guys and gals who do this the right way, everything looks like a struggle. 
nothing is easy. You earn every strike. You own, you earn every hold, you earn every move. It's not supposed to look so pretty and smooth. You want pretty and smooth? Go watch, go, go, go watch the trapeze artists. Oh, that's smooth. But, I, but it's funny when you're when you're talking about that bully, and then uh, and then I want to get to Tommy in just a second. The first wrestler I think of is a Randy Orton, where every move he makes it seems like it's a struggle, and also every move he makes seems like he's trying to hurt. Just a headlock. Who's in the ring with? Watch Randy Orton on a headlock. It ain't a rest hold. Randy trying to rip your damn ears off. He, but I, mean, I think he even take better a damn headlock. And make you feel like, mm, mm, ah, shit. Oh. like that's what you should strive for. And I think Randy, I think, is best at making little things look, look extremely believable. Nobody wins with a headlock, but Randy Orton makes you believe that he's trying to win with a headlock. Mm -hmm. Nobody wins with an arm bar anymore, but the way Randy Orton wrenches an armbar, you believe that he's trying to win, win with that armbar. If you want to see the struggle, I think a good example is going back and watching like Mr. Perfect versus Bret Hart. Ooh. Watch the struggle in that match. Or go back and watch any of the greats. Go back and watch some of the greats from, from Japan. It's the in-between stuff that matters the most. It's like when there's, if there's a guy in the corner, right? And his arms are just down and you punch him in the face. Shouldn't he pick his arms up? Yeah. He picks his arms up. Then you drop his hands down and you punch him in the face again. He picks his hands back up. You force his hands back down. You punch him in the face again. What do we see? We see guys just stand in the corner and get punched in the face 10 times. Draped over the ropes. Let me punch you in the face 10 times. Let's see what happens. No, don't work like that. It's unrealistic. Tommy, Tommy. What, what, what's, what's the thing right now that's just making you miserable, bro? Uh, there's a lot. Um, here, here's part of this conversation, too. When you say, because I know people listen to this, that are not only the wrestlers, uh, wrestling fans, you know, especially that listen to this, they have their pet peeves of things. And then that means there's holes in your work. Um, and I'm sure Dave has his own pet peeves as well, because he's, you know, He's never wrestled, uh, though he has a, apparently a big match in December, which I can't wait to see. Um, and, but I got to uh, explain to people something as well. Uh, on our SiriusXM contracts, we are hired as analysts if, you know, because of men who played the game. And if I'm doing my job, if I'm a former NFL player who's now an analyst or a coach, I'm telling guys, hey, you can't do helmet-to-helmet -helmet hits anymore. You know why? Because the business has changed. But for us, yes, the business has changed because I could watch John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. Uh, I'm sorry, Daniel Bryan. No, Brian Danielson. And they look like they're in a fight and a struggle on the same AEW show that offers everything. But the, or, and I'm watching it and two guys – you know, the one guy choked the other guy out. It's a different form, but everything that they did really did look real. Um, and those are just like, and every single aspiring wrestler should want to be in that spot. 
And that's why you do watch those main events and you watch guys who have been there or Chris Jericho delivering his friggin' finish. He puts his entire body behind it. And I've always told people, Shawn Michaels can kick you here. And if you're not bumping, he can extend it and you will bump. Yeah. And those are the reasons why these guys are great. When I talk, you know, Bubba always talks about tightening of the screws. Go back and watch. And I will tell you, this is a move that is so over. It uh, doesn't happen anymore. Old school. Undertaker goes to the top rope. Undertaker needs the guy holding his arm to go to the top rope to help him to get up there and then to do it. I have seen both Mark Henry and Bully Ray take that and they grab their elbow like ow, ow, ow. But I've also seen guys uh, here, here's my arm, walk the top rope, or here's my arm, go do something. If Undertaker leaned forward while he's holding your wrist backwards, your wrist would break as well as your arm the other way. Probably the bone would, would pop out if he was really pressing his body weight against yours in that leverage. To be quite honest with you, though, I thought old school was one, one of the most unrealistic moves that there ever was. Correct. But, but it's it's how still, you it do also it. got over and how, how, it, how it does it. How come nobody ever just yanked their arm away? Be, well, because the whole point is, is he did something before and then he yanked on it. Then he pulled you into his shoulder and pulled you into his shoulder. And then he started his elevation and climb. And then you had to, ah, you had to, you had to go with it. And, 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 and accentuate, we work together. I was just going to say, we work but it's with. how you work together. Correct. And the whole point of working is to put people in suspended belief. And that is what's missing. The guys and girls have forgotten that we're trying to pull the wool over people's eyes. We're trying to deceive you. And, 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 and do your job. I'm not bashing the business. I love the business like my children. I'm saying this and Bully is saying it, Dave as a fan and as an analyst and Tommy as one of the best baby faces that ever played the game. We love it and we want it to keep people's attention and we want people to keep loving it. At this rate, in the next five to 10 years, people will find watching soap operas again more entertaining than wrestling i'm also going from uh, we're all going from experience but i'm gonna also tell you why like and i say like dave uh who's never had a match or, or people listen to this uh 1996 tommy dreamer man i was in my prime and paul Heyman pulls me aside after a match covered in blood and he's like hey i gotta talk to you and i'm like what's up because what you're doing is fake and i was like excuse me you don't say fake in 1996. No. And he's like, I don't understand you. You're one of the toughest guys I've ever met, but something that you're doing is fake. Uh, he goes, you're hitting the guardrail as hard as you can. He goes, I'm watching fans bump off of that because of how hard you're breaking steel with your body because I purposely went and hit those guardrails as hard as I could. You're bouncing out and then getting power slammed on a concrete floor, not a mat floor, not a padded floor, a concrete floor. And he said, that's, you know, you're 255 pounds. Uh, that's that this is uh, physics. It's weight. Then you're either jumping or the guys turn you and you're hitting concrete to a dead stop. 
And he goes, and that is the realest thing ever. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you get up. And I, I've seriously, I was doing that every single, it was my cutoff spot. And I did it for about four months. And he goes, and then what you do after that is fake. And he goes, because you reach up for your pants and you pull up your pants because you're worried about your love handles. He goes, you should be worried about your spine. Because if I hit that, your, your ankles, your legs, anything that you're doing, I don't understand, again, how this doesn't really hurt you. But when you do that, it's fake. Well, Tommy, not to, not to cut you off, but just quickly from my pet peeve is, is exactly that. And, and it's, it's across the board. Like in every show that I watch, when you see somebody get thrown out outside the ring, the first thing they do is adjust their pants. Or if it's a mask wrestler, they adjust their mask. Like, I would think that if you're actually hurt and you're on the ground in a fight outside the ring, the last thing you're thinking about is that, oh, my pants are down or my shirt, my shirt is loose or my, or my mask isn't adjusted correctly. Let me check my bra. Yeah, but, but that's the first, like, if you go back and watch, and it's every show. If you go back and watch somebody getting thrown out of the ring, the first thing they they do is adjust what they're wearing. Well, then they need to listen to what Paul Heyman told me in 96 because it still holds true. He said, either lose your love handles or forget about it because it's perfecting your performance. The first and he goes, is that, that's the realest thing ever and look how you made that fake. And then I went back and I watched it and I never even knew I did it until somebody pointed out to me. Wow. And that was the beauty of what Paul Heyman did. And that's why I always say you need other eyes on a product. Yep. Because I, and then I realize I'm throwing guys into the, before that, into the guardrail, and I'm pulling up my pants before I went and attacked my guy. Oh, my gosh. Tommy, the first fight I ever got into, we were, it wasn't really a fight. It was an argument and a threat. There was a guy named Jack Black. Big 300-pound dude down in Louisville, and we had the big man match, the, the, you know, the body slam match. And every time I hit this motherfucker, he would, he would pull his damn knee pad. He was on the ground. He'd pull his knee pad up, and, and I, I finally said, stop doing that in the middle of the match. Will you stop doing that? Doing what? I said, Pull your clothes one more time and see what happened. I'm going to punch you right in the mouth. And the crowd is looking like, oh, shit. Like, this has just got real. And we finished the match, and we got in the back, and I was still hot. Because he was making – man, I clotheslined this dude, and he would hit the ground, and then he would pull his – and then he would sell. And but a I lot of that also becomes a habit. And Bully knows this from teaching guys who've already been wrestling. It's cutting out bad habits. And this is what we're trying to do. Trying to help. If you're, you're talking about pet peeves, my number one pet peeve is the pass-by. And I literally have asked Moose, Moose, you played in the NFL. Your job was to guard a quarterback, Tom Brady. I don't know who his quarterback was when he was in with, with the Falcons. And I said, would you let a guy run past you then to come back and then you block them or hit them? And he said, no. Why? Because you lose your job. Or if you're on defense, would you, are you going to let a guy, you're going to run past the guy just to go back to him? No. In basketball, hockey, every sport, that doesn't happen. 
And then I was like, but why does that happen in wrestling? The only person to execute a real pass by within the last, I don't know, the move's really popular now, is Kenny Omega and Ray Phoenix because they were running at each other with such a speed where he legit let him pass by because he couldn't get him. And it's the also the intent to get him. Watch the NFL. Watch hockey. I have a stick. I'm going to go, and you're there blocking me, and then I go, I passed you by. And then the guy tries to turn and get him. Same with basketball. Here I come, cool move. Up, up. There I am to the basket or football. But yet in wrestling, we let people run past us so then they could come back and do a move to us. That makes no sense at all. And I also, again, teaching by example, I had a guy in an indie show who said, hey, that's kind of my move. Like it's the uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. would do it. Like I'd pass by you and then I'd follow up with the clothesline. And I said, cool. If you can pass by me, awesome. But if not, I'm going to show you. And I gave, he, as soon as he ran by me, I just wrapped my arm. I didn't even have him totally. Wrapped my arm around his waist and gave him a shoot German suplex. I love it. And then I said, that's why that move wouldn't work. Because I'm not going to allow, even if, <clears throat> if you're in a real fight, are you going to, hey, man, I'm going to kick your ass. Or, hey, man, your girlfriend's a whore. Walk past you to come back and let you hit them? No. But yet we do that every on those 15 hours of wrestling, I guarantee you, you saw that happen at least five six times. times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let me give credit to somebody real quick. So there was a point where uh, Off gave a side suplex or some, some kind of um, flippity bump. And the guy was on his stomach. And he tried to push him over, and he couldn't push the guy over. He put his head in his ribs and drove his feet and pushed him, and he finally got to get the guy over. And then he got the cover, one, two, kick out. And it was struggle. And I went, yeah, like, like I'm at a football game. He popped me off of that. That tiny little bit of work, he got me. I was back in suspended belief. I was like enjoying the match again. I mean, that match I enjoyed. I have nothing to critique about that match. It was good. But everybody else, bro, had me on suicide watch over here. I think the great ones, like you were talking before, if you're in, if you're in the corner and somebody's punching you in the face <clears> 10 <throat> times, you're going to at least try. I, you know, go back and watch Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio from this past Monday night. Oh, Seth man. Rollins makes the attempt. Like, his hand is up, but Ray has his body adjusted in a way where it's blocking. But at least Seth is making the attempt to, like, block. He has his hand up. But most of the time, both their arms are down and just letting their opponent punch them in the face ten times in a row. I would say to people, watch. Like, watch how Dean Malenko used to pick a guy up. It's a squat. Mm -hmm. If you have to pick anything up from the floor, you, you're supposed to squat down to do it. Uh, watch how Bret Hart would take a turnbuckle. There are a lot of men and women that do everything. And, and give a turnbuckle. Oh, yeah. Bret used to, I mean, he would, he, he would tenderize a guy's shoulder, grab their arm, and shoot him off. And he would jump to a stop, and he would push, and he would fall down on his side and follow through and push a guy in. 
Watch Barry Windham go over the top oh. rope. Oh my God, bro. It's art. And it looks like he's going to die. And he does it. He would land on his feet and be like, uh, as there's so many different things that you need to art and just like you emulate it as well as, you know, we always say master one thing and then continue to master it. People always, how many times have you seen Tommy Dreamer get nutted on a guardrail? You know why? Because I really get nutshotted on a guardrail. I don't know why I don't feel it, probably because my ass is so big, but there's no faking it. I literally split my crack with a steel. Even at 51 years old, I do it. And it gets this reaction because I know I do it good. Ric Flair going to the top rope as a 60-something-year-old man taking it and getting thrown and landing. How do you not feel that? There, there's so many different things. Like, like, you know, Mark Henry. Mark Henry's the world's strongest man. There was times I would see people blown up and Mark would still shoot them off because it's part of his gimmick. Or take Mark Henry's slam. He's going to protect you, but when he hits it, boom. And look at how his hair used to go and, and his body moving and how he'd lay on you. He was getting that victory. So these are little things to go back. And, and something that doesn't happen enough is tape study. Big, big man. You, Tommy, you just said it. Tape study. I was just about to say two men I stole from. I stole it. Yes, I stole it. <laughs> Go and watch the film, guys. Big boss man. Watch how he sells and watch how he moves to put himself in position for somebody else's success. Be giving. Bam Bam Bigelow. Big dude. Watch how he sells things when you shoot him off. He used to sell. Guy, a, a big guy would shoot him off and he would sell like he was stumbling out of control and turn, boom. Like the in-between things is what make me love wrestling. You want to pop me? Put your head in the guy's rib cage and drive and turn him over and, and try to get a cover. Carmelo Hayes, he's the only guy I've seen on that show be on the floor Somebody tried to throw him in and he pushed their arm off like, no, I don't, I'm not ready to go back in yet. And then the guy clubbed him in the back and then threw him in. Make him work for it. Yep. I oh, see yeah. guys on the floor with one hand. They the most powerful people on the earth. They grab one hand and then they push toward the ring and they throw a guy through the ropes. How? You lose me when you do that, guys. I'm not saying this trying to trying to tear you down. I'm saying I'm trying to help you. I'm coaching. Bully is giving you his expert analysis on how to fix it. Tommy just told you that there's things that you do that you can fix if somebody brings it to your attention. Well, speaking of bully, bully's kind of like a car and idol that's revving its engine. Go ahead, bully. <laughs> Mm. No, I'm, I'm listening. I, I obviously I, I'm agreeing with almost everything. And just to piggyback off what they said, I have a million and one problems with things in the wrestling business today, both in the ring and out of the ring. But Dave, a great magician who has mastered the art of sleight of hand can do a card trick right in front of your face, two inches away from your nose where you're staring at his hands and you're staring at the cards. 
but he pulls off the trick anyway, right? Yep. That's because he has mastered the art of sleight of hand. In wrestling, we master the art of deception. We should, everything should be done as if it is real. Just learn how to work it. When I teach guys at the Team 3D Academy, located in beautiful downtown uh, Danbury, Connecticut, when I tell them how to throw a punch, I hate hokey pro wrestling punches. I despise them. They're unrealistic. Nobody punches like a lot of guys punch, this sideways punch or this other over-the-top punch. Punch a guy as if they just said something about your wife. Throw a punch at a guy's face as if they just said something bad about Violetta. And then just learn how to work it. So you throw a Dave LaGreca punch. Tommy throws a Tommy Dreamer punch. Mark Henry throws a Mark Henry punch. Whatever that natural punch is that you would throw on the street or in a bar to defend the loved one, throw that exact same punch at the guy standing in front, uh, across from you, and then just learn how to work it. That's seen, what a great punch I've seen is. Bully throw that punch in it's the ring. It's your and out. punch. It's your punch. Just learn how to work it. Yeah. So you know, uh, there's my pet peeves. Selling is a huge pet peeve because nobody sells enough. And if Dusty Rhodes tells you to sell, 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 and when you're done selling, sell some more, people, people should probably take the advice. If Ricky Steamboat got over by selling, you should probably take the advice. If Ricky Morton got over by selling, you should probably take the advice. Anybody that Dreamer got over with is selling, take the advice. Selling works. Stop just popping up from everything. You know, stop working for a pop. Human beings have a million emotions. Try to try to prey on every one of them, not just the emotion of joy where you're just popping the crowd constantly. Well, we got to pop them. We got to pop them. We got to pop them. You don't always have to pop the crowd. Another problem I have is with social media. You don't have to go back and look at your social media right after the match is over to tell you how your match was. The people in the arena will tell you how your match was. <laughs> Listen to them. They'll tell you everything you need to know. Locker room etiquette. Locker room etiquette is something that is, is dying. Somebody, uh, a wrestler went on social media a couple of uh, months ago and talked about the handshake. Well, I shouldn't have to come up and, you know, uh, and give you a handshake. That same wrestler ran over to me a, uh, about a month ago to shake my hand. Of course, there's etiquette. You, you, you say hello, you shake hands, you introduce yourself. Do you have to shake hands every single day? No, but there is a degree of etiquette. And when I walk in a locker room, I walked in, I walked, I worked for Create a Pro a couple of weeks ago. An entire locker room filled with young boy wrestlers. I walked in, I introduced myself to every last one of them, and I fist bumped every last one of them. Because that's what you do. And as a two-time Hall of Famer and blah, 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 if I can introduce myself to you, you can introduce yourself to me. Amen. So we don't even have enough time to go into all of my pet peeves and everything, but uh, I think we're all in agreement. Uh, well, that, well, that's why. Pick up your damn trash in the locker room, your tape that you take off, 
if you have a bottle of water, a drink on the floor, when you get up, pick that shit up and throw it away. Well, you talk about etiquette. We we can do a 25-minute promo on just doing the right thing, what you would do at your mama's house. Well, that's why people need to listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time on Sirius XM, Fight Nation Channel 156. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching on the SXM app as well. We appreciate each and every one of our nation members. Don't forget, you can only get this show on the SiriusXM Busted Open podcast. So make sure you subscribe, rate, tell us what you think. And if you like what you hear, subscribe to SiriusXM and listen to our live show, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, Monday through Saturday on SiriusXM. For myself, Tommy Dreamer, Goalie Ray, Mark Henry, we'll talk to you next week right here on Busted Open, the Masters Club. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.